You are now entering Frida's world. Join us as we address various issues facing women of color in the workplace. We'll help you navigate your professional and personal life the Frida way. Whose world is this? It's Frida's world. What's it like? What's it like? Classy and ratchet at the same time. You clash it. Like you love church music, but you f*** with future. That's clash it. It's Frida's world. Welcome back, everyone, for another episode of Frida's World. Happy Wednesday. Happy Hump Day. And as always, I hope you guys are having a wonderful, wonderful week so far. So we are now, I guess, successfully into the third week of February. And I hope that you guys are truly moving forward with some of the planned resolutions, goals that you guys had set out for the new year. We are literally about to reach the third quarter. And so I know a lot of us might be getting a little frustrated with where, you know, we were heading for the new year 2020. A lot of us have put a lot of emphasis on being you know, our best selves and really changing course. But I just want to take this time to encourage you all that, you know, yes, we're about a month and a half into the new year, but if things are not necessarily going the way that you want it to go or you had envisioned it to to you know, look like, um, just repivot, take this time to, you know, scale back a little bit and reevaluate where you might have gone wrong as opposed to giving up altogether. So this week's episode, I'm just going to briefly just talk about Valentine's Day. It's Valentine's Day week. We're two days away. And I know every year I do a Valentine's Day episode because I feel like, especially for us singles out there, single working women, this holiday tends to mess around with us a little bit, right? So I just want to talk about how to kind of cope with Valentine's Day while at work. Um, because I don't know about you, but I know at my you know, job, there's, you know, everybody's in a relationship. And so flower, I'm anticipating flowers and chocolates and all sorts of stuff that may or may not make me feel some type of way. I don't know. But I know that in the past with my other coworkers, you know, they felt a little sad, they felt a little somber. And so I just want to kind of give a couple of tips on how to kind of get through the day without, you know, (laughs) wanting to go like drink your, you know, drink your liver away. Um, But before I get into that, I wanted to talk about my highlight of the week, which literally just happened um, yesterday night, really. So yesterday was Tuesday. And for those of you who have been following the show and who follow me in general, you know that I have a cat called Chester McChesterton III. He is a ginger cat, Scottish fold, and he's um, maybe about a year and a half old. So um yesterday morning, I noticed that when I left the house, I didn't necessarily see, um, you know, Chester moving around in his normal fashion, but I had reports due. So I had to leave the house much earlier than normal. So I ran out the house and, you know, I left Jediah behind and I asked Jediah, I'm like, did you see Chester? And he's like, no, I don't see Chester anywhere. So at that point, a part of me was wondering, did Chester leave the house? Chester couldn't have left the house because we live in an apartment building. There's really no way for him to get out of the house unless he jumps out of a window. At that time, when I left the house, I didn't know that any of the windows were open. So, you know, I'm at work and I'm freaking out because I'm thinking Chester is missing. Chester is not with us. But at the end of the day, I mean, I am a pet owner and I love my pet, but I really had to be at work. 
So when Jediah came home from from school, I had him check the house. He's like, Chester is not there. I had him speak to the neighbors. Nobody has seen Chester. So when I got home now, I'm looking around again. I'm like, maybe, I mean, maybe he's hurt somewhere. Maybe he's if he's dead in a corner, I need to find him. So at that point, you know, I'm looking, my, my apartment's not that big. So I, I looked everywhere. I looked in every crevice and he was not around. Like he was nowhere to be found. And so myself, you know, my forensic self, I grabbed my flashlight and I start looking at the windows. And I know he didn't come out the the kitchen window because, you know, there's a screen there. Although he poked a hole and created a hole for himself to stick his head out, <laughs> uh, he, he, you know, he didn't go out through the window. Now we live on the fourth floor. So although I'm like examining these windows, a part of me is like, oh my God, if he fell out the window, did he make it? So I go through another window that is barred. There's, you know, child safety bars on there and the bars are not that big, but I guess, you know, being a cat, he could slip in and maneuver in, um, you know, however. So I'm looking at the bar and I'm seeing, you know, cat hairs, because again, he's ginger. So the little, little orange cat hairs, you know, on on the bar. So I came to the conclusion that Chester fell out of the window because even if he had like, you know, escaped behind one of us in the hallway he would have been confined to our hallway and somebody would have called the super like something would have been done so at this point I decide that I'm going to go out and search for my cat because it's it was cold it was rainy my cat is a house cat he is not a street cat he does not know how to fight he does not know how to do any of that stuff so I'm looking around, I'm walking around the blocks, I'm calling his name, I'm looking in different crevices where he could be because I had to remind myself that um, he's a cat. And so therefore, um, you know, he's going to hide somewhere like he's a cat when he's when he's afraid he hides. So basically what ended up taking place was this. I sent my son on one end of the building and I went to the other and we went to the backyard. There's like a backyard area. Um and then there's like a you know do not enter area. So I did a quick canvas. I called his name, couldn't find him and it was dark and even though I had like my flashlight it it wasn't enough. So then I decided that, you know what, let me go around the blocks again. But then at that point, I was a little defeated because I'm like, you know, the you know, I live in a mixed residential slash, you know, uh, apartment building area. So it was, you know, I'm going around and I'm calling his name. But because I know that he would be hiding under something or in something, it I started to feel a little discouraged. So I went back inside the house and then something told me, no, go back to the yard because I went back to the window and I saw you know, where he could have fell. So I'm like, he has to be in this back do not, you know, enter area because the the fences are pretty high. And so with the fences being so high, there's no way he could have escaped to go to the street without at least somebody seeing him. Like he would have had to go through, you know, where the general population walks. Like he would have to go through down to the loading dock or to the garage and, and, and escape that way. But from where he fell, there's no way he could have escaped, you know, to the street. So I went back. And so this time I like, you know, I'm, I'm looking literally through every little crevice. I'm calling his name. I'm looking, you know, in and around things. And so I go to the section of where my apartment, you know, where I guess, you know, he would have fell. I'm like, he has to be around this area. Like I went initially to really look for a body because I could not imagine that he would be 
okay. So I went to go look for blood. I went to go look for like particles because I'm like, there's no way he could, he could have survived. Sure. Wait, is it? Lo and behold, <laughs> lo and behold, um, I went and I found him on like laying on the first floor AC duct, like the AC contraption. Like he looked so frightened. He was so scared. So I didn't even know what to say. I just grabbed him and I walked like I just kind of like ran, walked <laughs> down you know down you know out of the do not do not enter area and into the building like the whole time he was clinging to me he was digging his his um nails into my jacket because he was so frightened he didn't meow and his like he visibly was shaking he had deep cuts on his face his nose was bleeding like he looked like he had been through it so I brought him inside the house. I tried to clean him up, tried to observe, you know, him to see if he, you know, if he was meowing from pain, you know, he did, you know, he was able to make some bowel movements and I didn't see any blood in there, but we are going to take him to the vet um, because I mean, a fall like that, you know, want to make sure that he doesn't have any internal, internal bleeding or internal issues. But I say all that to say this, that was my highlight of the week. You know, anybody who's a pet owner knows that your pet is a part of your life. Like you, you, you know, if something happens to your pet, like you're, you're going crazy. And it's funny because, you know, I used to own or used to have pets rather when I was younger, like I had a bird, I had a hamster, I did have cats, but you know, if you're Haitian, cats are normally um, there as trash receptacles to eat leftover food. They're not really considered pets. Um, but when I got, you know, when I, when I decided to get a cat, it was so random. And I was telling one of my friends that, you know, the reason I got Chester was because I felt like I had a void in my life. You know, I had lost my grandma a couple of years ago and I'm still trying to get over that. You know, I'm single. I don't really have a significant other. Like I have my kid, but he has his own, he has his own life, but I really felt like I needed something. Like I, I had a void. And so I couldn't get a dog because my building doesn't allow it. And also I'm not walking pets at like 3 a.m. So I got a cat and I chose like I like to say that Chester chose me because I had an option between three cats and he was the most like eccentric. He, he I got him when he was um I think about eight weeks old, but I met him when he was about four weeks old. So he was the most eccentric. He was the most doing too much cat, <laughs> the most affectionate. So that's why we took him. And then I saw him and I immediately was like Chester. And I don't know where the Chester McChesterton, the third part came, but that became his name. And so he's been with us since he was literally a baby. And so, you know, he's getting bigger. And although like his cat hair is starting to actually get to me and all this other stuff, but it's like he's a part of my family now. Like, I don't know how I could ever get rid of him. And so, you know, I don't process emotions, you know, that great. And so I kind of became like numb and I was just kind of just moving through the motions, um, you know, just I don't know. But either way, I'm happy to report that my cat is back home safe and sound. Um, you know, hopefully tomorrow we'll be able to get him checked out and to make sure that, you know, all is well. Um but that was really, I, I didn't realize like how much, I guess, I really cared about my cat until that moment where I felt, where I realized that there was a point where I would be without him. And Valentine's Day is coming up and he's my Valentine. So, <laughs> so that's my highlight of the week for this week. So today's show, I wanted to talk about Valentine's Day, which, you know, 
it's it's one of my I don't want it's not one of my favorite holidays, but I've always liked it because in school they really encouraged us to celebrate Valentine's Day. I don't know if you guys remember, but in elementary school we used to have to um, create cards for our classmates and our teachers, and we had the little hard candies that would say "Be Mine," "Love," and all this other stuff. And so it's always been like a holiday that was encouraged you know, um, in the schools. Right. And so even amongst my friends, as we got older, we would give each other gifts for Valentine's day. Um, I never really felt the pressure to be in a relationship during Valentine's day because it was always presented to me as a day that you could celebrate with any loved one. So it didn't have to be a significant other. And to be honest, I haven't actually had many Valentine's day you know, relationships. Um, for some reason, my relationships either end right before Valentine's Day or they weren't real relationships to warrant a Valentine's Day. But this year, you know, I was thinking, um, you know, a lot. I haven't heard too much hoopla around it. I don't know if it's I don't know if it's just because I'm in different spaces now and people are like, listen, we have better things to worry about. I don't know. But I find that every single year there is like you know, leading up to the day and on the day, there is some sort of like, I don't want to say sadness because it's not really sadness, but there is some sort of like dampening of spirits for the singles, right? Um, And so as we always try to refer to the workplace on this show, I just wanted to talk about like different things you can do to kind of keep yourself busy in a sense um, and not necessarily focus on the fact that there are flowers and chocolates and candies all over the damn place in your workplace. So for me, I don't tend to have much of this issue because I've always had good friends who have always acknowledged me on Valentine's Day. So I feel like I've, I mean, last year, I remember I got a box of chocolates from one of my friends who I don't even speak to that often. But because when we were, you know, growing up, he would always send me something. It was kind of routine for him to continue to like send me something for Valentine's Day. This year, I don't think I'm getting anything because he I got a new job and he hasn't been updated on that. But um, for me, I've, I've felt like it was almost a regular day, even though I would see the flowers, I would see the candies and I would see other people, you know, getting things from their significant others. It's always been a regular day because it's a work day. <laughs> you know what I mean? It's a work day. It's so I feel like during the day, it's not that big of a deal because you're kind of consumed in your work. However, I have also been in other workplace settings that it's been a big thing. And so if you're a single individual out there who does not have a Valentine's in the bag, I would just say to keep courage, you know, like you're there to go to work, whatever, you know, extra stuff is going on. It shouldn't really make you feel sad, right? It shouldn't really make you feel no type of way. I mean, if nobody is getting you anything for Valentine's Day, get yourself something for Valentine's Day. Like some of the you know, things that I've done over the years have, have been, you know, take myself out. So Valentine's Day this year falls on a Friday. To be completely honest, Valentine's Day is one of the most expensive days in the year to be out in these streets, getting drinks and getting food. I always like to celebrate the day after. One reason, because the chocolate is 50% off. And two, you don't have to deal with the Valentine's Day crowds and prices right at these bars and restaurants. So if you're adamant about, you know, you know, really trying to do something to get your mind off of the fact that you're single, you know, just I would say Netflix and chill it on the Friday. Right. Order yourself some pizza, you know, order yourself some chocolates, order yourself some ice cream. 
and just really just Netflix and chill it like relax. You already spent a whole day at work anyways. You know, come home, relax, take it easy, grab a glass of wine and just really like, you know, just be with yourself, you know, watch your favorite movies and enjoy your own Valentine's Day. And if you do feel the desire to be out in these streets, then go out on, you know, on the Saturday, call some of your girlfriends up and try to do brunch over the weekend. I think me and my girls, I think we're planning on doing a brunch on the Sunday even. And so, you know, that this is a time also to spend with the people you love, which are your friends. Um, so, you know, plan, plan some time with your friends. You know, if you are in those workplace environments that are very obnoxious about it, I mean, if it really bothers you that bad and you don't have your own personal office and you're sitting in, you know, Cubicleville, then, you know, get your headphones on, do your work, you know, text your friends throughout the day, find find something to distract you. If you have to like move to another section of your office to do your job, then do that. It really shouldn't be that serious. But at the end of the day, I've realized that people have different levels of sensibilities, right? I don't know what their past situations were like. I don't know why this day is such a trigger for them. So I'm not going to sit here and judge. All I can do is just, you know, provide some possible alternatives. I know people who legit don't go to work on Valentine's Day because they know their office is like, you know, on 10 with it. Right. And so they don't want to be surrounded. But the reason is because, you know, They've had, you know, relationships that have, I don't know, I don't know if it was, they ended on Valentine's Day. I'm not really sure what the big thing is. I know for people who've lost loved ones, you know, because it was a day that they probably celebrated together and, you know, really did big things like it might be a trigger. So there's always a reason why people are feeling you know, um, down on Valentine's Day. It's not always because they're single and they, you know, they don't have a man in their life. Um, sometimes there's some real triggers around it. So with that being said too, I feel like, um, you know, with the individuals who, who are celebrating Valentine's Day at work, I would be a little mindful um, of your coworkers, especially those who have voiced, you know, their opinions in the past about Valentine's Day and how it's like, you know, how they're not looking forward to it. I would be a little mindful about that, meaning, you know, you don't need to rub in all your gifts in your colleagues faces like, oh, look what my husband got me or look what my girlfriend bought me. You know, maybe you want to just acknowledge the fact that you had a gift. If you want to share the chocolates or the edible arrangements with everyone, you can do that, but maybe not rub your situation in your coworkers' faces. Because again, you know, we always come at it from a silly perspective, like, man, people are really like really taking this Valentine's Day thing seriously. But at the end of the day, too, you really don't know what the triggers are. And it could be legit triggers. Like I said, you know, people people have lost loved ones and maybe they lost somebody on Valentine's Day. Maybe they lost their lover of, you know, several years, their husbands, their wives. And now this is a day of love. And they're just like, man, the person I would have celebrated with is, you know, they're not with us anymore. So you definitely want to be mindful of that. But at the end of the day, Valentine's Day is, I don't know, it's a special day. It's a day of love. It's a day that we acknowledge love. It could be love for your parent, love for your significant other, love for your friends, love for your cat, you know? So I think that at the end of the day, we should really just take it for what it is. It's a day in which we're acknowledging love, whether you have somebody or not. 
shouldn't really make or break your day. Should shouldn't really put you in a real like bummer mode again, unless you know there it is a trigger for you. But outside of that, just have fun, celebrate yourself. You know, get yourself some chocolates if you want a gift. Buy yourself that purse that you've been eyeing for the last I don't know couple of months. And the great thing about Valentine's Day this year is that a lot of you know, companies are handing out bonuses this week. So I feel like if anything, that should be like the highlight of your week. Like the fact that it's Valentine's Day, you know, Friday, that should actually, you know, not even be the focus of your week. The focus of your week should be receiving your bonus check. Cause I know a lot of companies are handing out bonuses this week, starting today, even. So to be very honest, you don't need anyone to get you a Valentine's Day gift because you're going to be able to afford it yourself. (laughs) So with that being said, I don't want to, you know, make this episode any longer than it has to be. My advice, you know, how do you cope, you know, at work on Valentine's Day? Go just go to work, go to work, do what you need to do. Be you, you know, (laughs) and celebrate with your friends celebrate with your friends celebrate with your family members and don't think about it it's just another holiday to be very honest I mean I'm a mother and although I do expect some sort of handmade card from my child on Mother's Day but at the end of the day like I'm still going to be a mother right whether I get that acknowledgement or not so for those of you out there you know listening to this and feeling some type of way because you're going to be single again for another Valentine's Day. It's just another day. It's just another day. And, you you know, you can participate. You don't have to have a, you know, a significant other to participate. And it shouldn't necessarily, you know, cause you to feel bummed at work or anything like that. Just move on, do what you have to do. And when you get home, you know, after a long day's work on Friday, just pop in that Netflix, get yourself some chocolate. You know, if you want to pig out, pig out. If you want to go to the gym, go to the gym. Just do you and be happy. Because the reality is this, you know, Mary might have gotten some flowers at work, but we don't know what's going on in Mary's household. We don't know if that's a real relationship. So, you know, it's just a day. That's there to acknowledge love, but we don't even know if there truly is love. It could all be for show. So, you know, we're getting worked up, I think, for no reason half the time because we don't really know what's going on in these relationships. And just because we see flowers and chocolates doesn't mean that their relationship is a real relationship. So like I always tell people, you know what, focus on yourselves, do what works for you. And with that being said, it's a wrap, everyone. Happy Valentine's Day. I hope you guys, you know, celebrate big, celebrate the way you want to celebrate. And don't let anybody make you feel any type of way for not having somebody in your life significantly, whatever that's supposed to mean, right? Um, So before I let you guys go, though, I do want you guys to please remember to subscribe, rate and review the show. Send your comments, you know, follow us on Instagram at Frida's World, F-R-E-E-D-A-S underscore world. Go to our website, www.fridasworld.com. Um, you know, we have a lot in store. I've actually been in communication with some upcoming guests that you guys are truly going to enjoy. I mean, I 
you know, in having my conversations with them just to kind of see how they would fit into the show. I'm already excited about it. So I know that we haven't had any real guests for the last, you know, month and a half since we've been back, but we definitely have, uh, you know, several guests lined up talking about, you know, budgeting, talking about health and wellness, talking about relationships, talking about starting your own business. So we definitely have um, some really, really great episodes coming up. So I hope you guys continue to tune in and I hope you guys subscribe so that once that episode drops, you don't have to wait, you know, for an email or anything like that. You guys will get it straight to your phones. And please, I encourage you guys to share. If you like, you know, what you hear, share it with your friends. Sharing is caring. <laughs> All right, guys, have a great week and I hope to speak to you guys next week. Who's Frida's world. What's it like? What's it like? Classy and ratchet at the same time. You clash it. Like you love church music, but you f with future. That's clash it. It's Frida's world.